Welcome back to Welcome Back. I'm Zane. And I'm Fiddler. I'm going to be making a character for Fiddler to improvise. And I'm going to be making a character for Zane to improvise. The catch is, he and I won't know the character is made for us until the second the interview starts. And with zero prep time, we'll have to improvise an entire interview with those characters. Welcome back to Welcome Back. I'm one of them, Fiddler. We're nearing the end of October, or as I like to call it, October, here at the Welcome Back Studios, which means one of two things. One, that we unlock Patrick's cage, and two, is that we celebrate Halloween. Now, one of the things I love to do when I celebrate Halloween is go see the latest scary movies that are out in films. You know, the ones where they stab and they slash and they all have a good screamy time. And there's a new horror movie out in theaters right now. It's the one that everyone's been talking about, and it's called This One's Scary. This one, it's scary. Here we have, uh, luckily enough on Welcome Back, the director and screenplay writer of This One's Scary. This one, it's scary. Please welcome to Welcome Back, Carver Lenslick. Fiddler, I'm just so glad to get my movie out there to the public. And we're really happy to see this movie. It's Critics are calling it one of the most revolutionary horror movies in a year. Now the thing about this one's scary, this one, it's scary, is that uh, you've, you've been a proponent for quite some time, or an opponent, I should say, of typical scary movies. Ones that resort to the same old uh, tricks and treats that get people to scream. Right. Now, the thing about this one's scary, this one, it's scary, uh, the trailers and all the posters are saying there's no jump scares. Yes. There's no blood. No one dies, and the entire movie is shot in broad daylight. Right. So um, I've, I've seen the movie, and I've been thoroughly spooked. But uh, Carver, tell us a little bit about how you actually managed to make this one scary. This one, it's scary. Scary. Well, with no spoilers, Fiddler, right? Because we don't want to spoil this movie for everyone that's going to see it after they hear oh, about absolutely. it. absolutely. You said you've seen it. You, you were spooked. I was. You felt it. I thoroughly. When you left the theater, did you say this one's scary? This one? It's, it's scary. scary. You said, it's, right? I, and I had to, you know, tip my hat to you. It's an accurate title. Thank you. Because this one's scary. Hey, this one, it's scary. I have to admit, before, it was named Dandelion Twilight. But after we left the theater, yeah. everybody was saying, this one's scary. And I said, which one? They said, this one, it's scary. And I said, can I take Gold. that from, can Gold. we run with that? Right and they there. said, sure. And then we've, we've won with that title ever since because, as, as you know, obviously, the posters say no jump scares, no, no, blood. no stabbing, no slashing, no villains, no, it's all in daylight, mm -hmm. and we only, no cursing. No, uh, there weren't any cusses. No screaming. Yeah, and it's like I'm, I'm amazed that you were able to forego that many typical elements of a horror movie and still have it be horrifying. The thing, yes, we, we took everything that everyone does and we made sure we didn't do it. We mm -hmm. said no, no camps, no lake houses, mm -mm. no splitting up to go exactly. search in the woods by yourself. No Sigourney Weaver. No Sigourney Weaver. No alien. No alien in the baby. No alien outside. And no, no baby in the alien, which I thought was interesting. We really, we had to, uh, people were pitching it back and forth left and right, and I said, no baby in the alien. They said, but what if, and I said, no baby in the alien. I pray to God that you find a way to come to terms with the fact there will be no baby no in this baby alien. In alien. Yeah, no, you really put your foot down on this film. Now, uh, you've cut all this out. What what remains in the film that still makes it so scary? And I know you don't want to spoil it completely for us, but uh, give us give us a little bit of a hint about how, how thoroughly spooked we're going to be when we go to this one scary. This one, 
gets scary. Well, the thing is, it's not all just about what's in the movie. It's what's outside the movie, what's surrounding you. Because you're going to be thrilled when you go see this movie. You're going to be chilled when mm-hmm. you go to see this movie. You might even be killed. Now, that's just how this movie works. Yeah, because I remember that. Now, the thing that keeps people very on their toes is the fact that there's a one in five chance that your chair falls through the ground into the trap pit that we have set up below the uh, theater. Now, I don't want to spoil it for everybody because I don't want to tell them which chairs are going to fall through because we do pick that out beforehand. It's Mm -hmm. not just a random generator system. When we hand you your ticket, you might see the ticket uh, holder cringe a little bit because they know that they're not going to see you walk back out. They know. Because it's like when it's like, what seat do you... They're not going to see you walk back out. You will need a wheelchair. What seat do you want? And then you say, I want the one in row one that's right there in the middle. And they say, are you are you sure? And you mm-hmm. say, well, it's got the best audio. And they say, fucking, I don't know how long you'll listen, but okay. And That's then true. next thing you know, you're being cut up by saw blades under everything. This is where the kicker really is. Now, mm-hmm. how many listeners do you have your podcast right now? Is this how many listeners? How many? Is this a big audience that I'm about to spoil a little bit of? I'd or say it's it... a corpulent audience. All right. Well, if I knew what that word was, I would take that into consideration, but I'm just going to work with it and assume right. that that's a mediocre size. Yeah. Now, the thing is, everything that we've taken in this horror movie, we have said there's a possibility that that is sitting under the theater mm-hmm. right there. When you fall through, now you're in the horror movie. Exactly. Everything. It's pitch black down there. There are chainsaw noises. There are implications of people watching you from inside houses, outside houses, from under beds, from on top of beds. They have their chainsaws. They have their axes. They have their swords, and they have their gizmo gadget gonzos. Now, I, the gizmo gadget gonzos were one of the parts I really remember when I was having my legs chopped up by saws. Yeah, you went down there. You got to experience full I throttle. I did. I was in a drop seat. Now, because the thing is, a lot of people that aren't drop down do understand why at first it was named dandelion twilight which is miserable but the point is for the few that get to really experience the movie Mm -hmm. they really understand it really is kind of a lottery situation this one it's scary this one's scary hey this one it's scary thank you now i want to i do as as much of the experience comes from the sort of uh trick that you've played on your viewers where you say yeah none of it's in the movie where in fact all the stuff that makes it scary is outside of the movie in a in a shocking Disney World twist. Obviously, I don't want to spoil much exactly. about what's in the movie. Well, what's in the movie? One thing, without getting into too much spoilers, uh, there's a scene in the movie where there's yes. a cameo from uh, Rick Moranis. Yes. Which was a bit of a shock to a lot of people, given how he uh, he finally came out of his acting hiatus. People uh, really thought that he was still dealing with the tiny kids. Appear. Exactly, but the tiny kids aren't tiny anymore. They're corpulent. And now that Rick has had time to appear in this one, scary. This one, it's scary. Yes. Tell us a little bit about the role that uh, Mr. Moranis plays in your movie. When I was working with Rick Moranis, he came in. I said, Rick, I just want you to be there. I want you to be shirtless next to a nice lady drinking a pina colada. And mm-hmm. he said, what if, hear me out, what if I kill people? I said, Rick, don't get ahead of yourself. This is my goddamn movie. Rick Moranis starts rewriting the script, all right? Mm-hmm. I have re- I've written scary, the scariness of being afraid. Now, Rick Moranis comes in and is like, hear me out, change, change, change. Now we've got Dandelion Twilight. Mm -hmm. So people need to know... This movie's really gone through quite a journey. When it says that it's co-written by me and Rick Moranis, people really need to know that this is mainly written by Rick Moranis. It's it's a Moranic-Lenslick joint, but the the text that Moranis has written in is a little bigger than Lenslick. Exactly. Now, the thing that people really want to know about this movie is, oh, why is it so scary? Rick Moranis is in it. Obviously, that's not terrifying. Well, when you see this movie... 
I can't I can't spoil what's in the movie. I can only spoil what's outside and around the movie because yeah. obviously there are those uh, hazards. It's waivers. I can't physically let people in exactly unless they know there's that a lot there's of red tape. a good chance. It used chance to be white, but die. then it was red because people bled because of the blood. It. Yeah, no, and then it also used to be yellow because of obviously other people's blood. It's just mm-hmm. how it works. Some people. You know how your blood is red, but everyone else's blood is yellow. Scares me just thinking about it. This one, it's scary. No, hey, this one, it's scary. I do have to mention, though, that everything that happens under the theater is not within my power. Everything that happens to you down there, that's free for all. There is one exit and one person gets to escape. I am very glad to be on your show, Fiddler. Yeah, it's we're all we're all happy to be here, despite how cut up we all may be. Now, it's interesting um, because we live in a world with consequences. Uh, The movie you know, the big movie company, Right. Uh, they've actually restricted what it is that you're able to do in your movies in the future. They've, they've let uh, this one scary, this one, it's scary, uh, run uninterrupted for now because of just how spooky it is and how we all need a good spook this time of the year. Even Patrick when we unhook his cage. Um, but in the future, they've said that um, any movies that you make need to be screened in theaters that specifically don't have any under part for the chairs to drop into and everything you need to accomplish needs to be done in the movie itself but that hasn't stopped you from uh taking this route where you take a genre of movie and try and remove everything that makes it that genre uh so your upcoming film which is tentatively titled here's a sexy one hey this movie boner city now the the uh the promotional stuff for this movie says that there's no sex no music uh, no any people or animal whatsoever doing anything, but that it still apparently managed to be sexy because, again, the title of the movie is Here's a Sexy One. Hey, this movie, Boner City. I can't believe this leaked. Fiddler, how much of the on-screen movie of this one is scary? This one, it's scary. Did you see? I, I think I saw about time. 45% of it before my chair dropped 45% down and I started to get right. mutilated. All right, now what did you see on screen? Did you see man and woman just in a bed for almost the lights were on the windows were open the the sunlight was coming in i think they were talking about the latest uh top gun was there a lot of barry manilow playing at the same time now it's interesting i do remember i think after my chair had dropped the barry manilow started to play but i couldn't hear it over the sounds you of the mi- saws oh, you cutting apart missed- my legs oh, okay oh, see like it, i said rick, rick moranis and i we've been trying not to spoil this but since you know about the boner city movie yeah now, the thing is we've pulled we've pulled a fast one oh. <laughs> over over movie inc incorporated oh, we've, we've been pulled tricked a fast one yeah. over the big movie now on screen and off screen we've mixed mashed all mm-hmm. right so dandelion twilight is boner city on screen interesting but but boner city on screen the on screen time for that movie is this one's scary it's scary so when you when your seat drops in dandelion twilight when you drop down there you're in the middle of the, oh this one's scary this is really what it is yeah hey but this when you one dr- it's scary. When you're in the middle of watching that terrifying movie during Boner City and you think, when am I going to get an erection? You fall into the biggest orgy you've ever seen under oh, that oh, stadium. Oh, oh, oh. I'm talking like 50,000 goddamn people down there. That's that's a lot of people. Now, I don't know if it's scary or not the fact that we have them chained up so they can't escape so that everyone gets to experience the And, orgy. you know, 50,000 chains, hey, those, they're expensive. Now, those are also exciting. And you know what? Boner City, am I yeah. right? Now, the thing is, down there, you're going to have the time of your life. You're going to be thrilled. You're going to be chilled because you're going to be cold because you're naked the whole time. And you mm-hmm. might also be killed because there are a lot of rusty chains down yeah. there to cut you open. Now, the thing is, if you're going into this movie and you're thinking, I wanted to be terrified, well, that's okay. 
well that's okay you mm-hmm. just go right back upstairs this one this one has a, this one has a staircase it just lets you go back to the movie if you want to just watch a horror movie oh that's really nice no big deal I can't spoil any of the on screen stuff but I can I can spoil almost everything that happens under the theaters uh-huh. do you want to know more about what happens under the theaters well uh, you know it's interesting um as you can tell, I was able to find out a lot of information about this uh, through the different uh, information that I have that goes out and looks for leaks and stuff. And you got the exact titles. This. Well, I got the titles, um, and I. but the only information I was able to get on what you're describing about what happens in the other part of the movie is just this little post-it note that appears to be scribbled in green crayon, the mm. words Dick Moranis. Could you talk to me a little bit about that? I, uh, I don't know how much I can say on the topic, because mm-hmm. as much as it sounds like a prank, it's actually very serious. No. This thing about Dick Moranis. Mm-hmm. This is a movie idea gone wrong, and I don't know how much time I have to talk about it before he gets over here. Um, oh, yikes. Is, have you ever heard of Bloody Mary? And you know the tale of Bloody Mary. Where if you say it three times in front of a mirror, you have to have a sleepover at your house? Yes, exactly. The thing is, if you use the wrong colored crayon to write Dick Moranis all mm-hmm. over the walls... Well, you will. Well, you'll get Dick Moranis, and I'm not saying you'll get Rick Moranis, and he'll come up and he'll say, mm-hmm. "Why'd you write this on my wall?" You'll get Dick Moranis. Mm-hmm. Now, let me tell you how scary Dick Moranis is. Yes. Dick Moranis made me want to quit at everything that I do. Everything that I do. Dick Moranis. He just come- made you want to quit everything. The second that you see Dick Moranis, five seconds into seeing his eyes. And I'm not kidding, he has some beady eyes down there. And if I recall correctly, they're all over his body. Yes, down there are the beady ones. And then up here are the sensual ones. And then right in the middle are the empathetic ones mm-hmm. that, that sympathize with you just enough to realize what's about to go down. Dick Moranis is like Jason Voorhees meets Chucky's cheeses. Now, the thing about this guy is if you get... 10 seconds alone with him, you're a goner. If you get five seconds alone with him, you get to live to tell the tale. And you just need the right crayon, Fiddler. Well, I'm, I, the, the, the sticky note that I have was written green crayon. Am I okay? Who wrote that? Whoever got my information for me. Our, it's our, our fact finders that, uh, that, uh... Who's the fact finder around here? We've got, um, oh, you see Kevin? He's waving behind the, uh, the, the Kevin. podcast machine. That's, Kevin. he's our fact finder. Kevin! Kevin, go, go! Go, Kevin, oh, go! Okay, so um, Kevin's, Kevin's, uh, oh, it looks like Kevin, Kevin's just ran out the door and he, um, he's, he's looking around the corner and he seems to be looking at something for exactly five seconds and, uh, Focus well. Focus your vision, Kevin. Well, now there's no Kevin. Folks, that's going to about do it for us. Uh, Carver Lenslick, thank you so much for coming to the program. It's a pleasure. If Kevin's disappearance means one thing, it means I need to go throw the lock back on Patrick's cage. Please and after do. that... We'll be right back. Hi there, folks. Jimmy Chip Chip back to bring you a note on the spookiest sponsor in town. Be 100% fucking honest with me for one goddamn second. Do you like breathing? Apparently 48% of the population absolutely despises the fact that you just thought the answer yes to yourself. Does that bother you? Does that irk your dendrites? Don't you just wish that 48% magically didn't get to breathe for themselves? Let's see how you like it, 48%. Introducing a vacuum, but only for oxygen. I kid you not, it does exactly what's on the label. No more sitting around wishing you could pull the air out of the lungs of your enemies. Now you can. Rub it in their faces. Shove it down their throat. Literally steal their ability 
ability to exist. With the vacuum, but only for oxygen, you'll never have to worry about your enemies laughing in your face or making a mockery of you in the workplace. They will be dead. Once your vacuum bag fills up, please make sure to grab your complimentary baseball bat, put that bag up to your face, and start knocking the wind out of yourself. We want that good, good fuel going straight to you. We wouldn't want it finding its way back to your enemies now, would we? Order now, and we'll even throw in a free bag of Kindy Kern, 2018's top rager candy. It's like an ecstasy pill because it is, but it looks enough like candy, they're letting it slide. Who needs a sugar rush when you could just live forever? Do a triple backflip off your friend's roof because, goddammit, you know you could just land that shit right now. Get your candy kern and vacuum but only for oxygen today. Brought to you by the makers of the Tucky Monster. Welcome back to Welcome Back. I, of course, am the other host, Zane, and in the studio today, we have a wonderful researcher coming to us straight from his job. There's skeleton of work to do. Now, the thing about this man's work is it's helping people across the nation during the spooky season. He has found a way. All right, I'm just going to say it because I, I'm amazed. He has found a way to physically extract the skeleton in a liquid form from the human body without damaging the body at all please with humble hearts please openly welcome almost grown bones jones to the podcast thanks for having me it's really great to be here on the podcast almost grown bones jones you done you done did it almost grown bones jones is the name they call me i have to ask what are the pros to this research that you're doing because it sounds fascinating i just want to know the it reasoning. really is the fact it's fascinating when you when you look at a, per, uh, a person that comes into our lab and we use our extractor to, to well, you described it very well, that takes their skeleton, liquidizes the whole thing, and pops it on out the front. It's really a fantastic thing. And uh, you, I'm sorry, you, what was the question you asked again? I got so caught up in the idea, the image it gets in my head, my, me, I'm little, almost grown Bones Jones, and sometimes I just need a second yes, you when are. I look at how the, the the skeleton gets liquidized and pops out the body, popping fresh. We're sure <laughs> there's skeleton of work to do at your job. There's you skeletons and skeletons. If I know bones about it. The only thing I needed to know were for the work that you're doing. Work. Are there are there any pros? Well, like, are there any up, big upsides to what you're big, doing? Big upsides. Well, the upsides is that we end up with a lot of skeleton juice, which, as you know, is one, the of the, it's, it's one of the more, um, it's, it's fuel. <laughs> I'm as happy as you are, Zane. We found the fuel. And you're talking, like, for just cars or for everything? Zane... Zane, if you'll remember, before the interview, I had you do a mental exercise yeah. where I gave you yeah. a, where I gave you a piece of paper and a and a brand new fountain pen, and and I asked you to write down ten things that you think the word fuel could mean. Yeah, do you want me to read those for you right now? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and take that list? The ten very different, easily differentiatable <laughs> things that the word fuel could possibly mean. And really just take your time with that list. Just the things that 
Poppy, you've already done this, of course. Yeah. We did it before we started. I'm ready to read whenever you're... All right, one to ten, your fuels. All right, do you want me to read with the least likely use of fuel to the most or most to least? I think we'll be able to tell the order pretty easily. All right, number ten, pajamas. Now, these fuel me when I'm tired and my legs need a good night's sleep. It's a sleep fuel? Mm Mm-hmm. Next one. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yeah. for when I'm hungies. That's the good fuel. Next one, Papa John's for when I want to open up a franchise business and possibly kind of work for the NFL. I'm noticing a theme here, but you've done very well. <laughs> Next one, Pajama Sam <laughs> for yeah. when I want to reminisce in childhood memories. Games of fuel, I guess. Next one, Pure Genocide for when you just... <laughs> For when you really want to spell the word genocide with a J and it fuels you. I spelled it with a G. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Christ. (laughs) Were you trying trying to predict my writing? Well, I can't predict the future. We don't have the fuel for that yet. Next one. Oh, man, it was the future. You got to me. Oh, no. I thought I knew that one. Oh, well, hey, it's on the list. It's possible, right? We did it. Number seven. Was also Pajama Sam because I'm, I'm in a I'm in a funk. You're in a you're in a, you're in a twice it mood, but in a different way, like yeah. a, like Pajama Sam, but inside. Exactly. Number eight was How About the Hoosies, which do you know what How's About the Hoosies is? It's my favorite. I know favorite. that our, our our audience already knows about the How Obviously, about the they know, of course. How About the Hoosies is like Hootie and the Blowfish, but only asking questions instead of singing. And really, it's one of the first ten things that comes to mind when you think of fuel. Yes, because that fuels me to just ponder, you know? Number nine is yeah. cars, which I know is mundane, but when, I think, when I'm saying cars, I mean Owen Wilson as, as, as a as, red as animated car. the queen. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then number ten, believe it or not, space camp. Yeah, those were the ten things on your list, and I'll tell you, those ten things and more are what this bone juice can fuel. Really? Yeah. That's it. So it's really fuel for everything. Yeah. That's phenomenal. And All like right. you said, it doesn't really cause any harm to the body because it leaves behind your hidden skeleton. <laughs> it leaves behind the hidden skeleton? Yeah, man. That's why they call me Almost Groans Bones Jones. So you're you're actually sitting here right now with your well-known skeleton outside your body the liquid skeleton because as you know skeletons exist in three states right colorado delaware and (laughs) west virginia those are the scientific terms for them but in layman's terms we call them solid liquid and gas right right obviously so we take we take we take the liquid out of the that's a good one we take the liquid out of the out of the skeleton and it's a whole liquid skeleton but the solid and the gas are still there, which is really all you need to do all your bone activities. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I do need to know, because this sounds so, so just inspirational. Yeah. Are there any massive cons to what you're doing? Like, any big downsides? Well, the only real downside is that now that we've, uh, we've gotten this liquid skeleton essence... Into mm-hmm. a place where it can be collected and used as fuel in all the wonderful ways you just described, uh, it's become the number one commodity wanted by anyone who ever didn't have any bones to begin at with the first place. Of course. And I expect there to be wars. 
as would be tradition. Yeah. Anytime something big's about to go down, there needs to be a fight. People are gonna be wanting this bone juice, and I'll say it if my name is an almost grown Bone Jones. Now there are two big things that I really need to know, but the first one is just a personal preference yeah. of things that I need to know. When winter snow falls, is that a failed experiment? Well, I would call it a successful experiment because we've gone done and made it cold part of the year. That's just, that's all I needed to know. You don't want to be hot all the time, do you? Well, I feel hot all the time. Well, that has less to do with bones and more to do with your body temperature. Really? I'm not really that kind of scientist. I just focus on the liquid bones getting into my cup where I want it. Okay, well, that helps. I do want to know, because you sound like a smart yeah. man with a lot of bone. Really, I'd say if cunt. my voice gave off one quality, it would be intelligence. Exactly. It's almost as if you were prompted to think that way. I'm a smarticle particle, and they call me almost grown bone jones. Do you, by chance, have any big future projects, whether it incorporates the liquid skeletons or not? Well, what we're gonna try and do is eat. I took two people and I took the liquid. <laughs> Excuse me for a moment, I had to sneeze. I took two people and I liquid got their skeleton liquids. And then I put, let's, for the sake of a visual metaphor, we'll call the first one person A and we'll call the second one Beowulf. Mm-hmm. So I took person A's skeleton liquid, and, and then I took Beowulf's skeleton liquid, and I, I gave Beowulf's liquid skeleton to person A, All right. and then I gave person A's liquid skeleton to Beowulf. And, you know, we just set those cars running, and we decided to see what would happen, and that's the next big science. This is amazing. So it's... People's skeletons inside other people. Well, the liquid People's parts liquid of the skeletons. Right. You, the person A and Beowulf still have their uh, solid and gaseous skeletons right. inside of them. Right. They've just got another person's liquid skeleton. They've got the build and they've got the mindset. But yeah. this liquid is what fuels them. I do have to ask, does this in any way resemble a Freaky, freaky Friday situation? Well, it did for a, it did for a time. And let, it, we were all pretty freaked because it was Friday. Um, and, and, you know, person A suddenly starts talking a little bit like, like Beowulf in a more, in a, in a liquious manner. And Beowulf was doing the same thing up until, uh, uh, well, you know how he is with person A's sort of liquious sayings. So it was working pretty well. We were all definitely very freaking out over the fact that it was Friday. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday came around, and they both right. they both up and did it. Right, because Saturday night's all right for fighting. Saturday night's all right, and it's all right for tonight. But what about Sunday night? Any plans? Well, Sunday night is when the lab burned down, and it was really quite sad. Right. But, yeah, no, they're, they're cleaning that up right now, and I'm sure there's skeletal work to do on that. There's, it's it's skeletal so, so much really hard work. I do appreciate everything that you've done so far. I do have one more question, because I know that while I was writing down my top ten list, 
you did stick me with a needle, and I do assume that you took my liquid skeleton. I've got and I it right here in a little vial. When I can see, assume... I, I drew a picture of your face on it. Isn't that nice? That looks a little bit like Mickey Mouse. And a little bit like that guy from uh, the Red Dead Redemption video games. Yeah, when you cross both of them, it, I just look at it and I think, well, the first thing I think is fuel, and the second thing I think is, of course it's sane. Can I ask, is there a good chance that I will get my bone juice back sometime within the near future? Well, yeah, here, here it is. Why did you just take it right out of my hand? Oh, oh, ho, ho, ho. Someone's quicker than someone who doesn't have their liquid skeleton anymore. You see, you see what you've gone and done is you've just injected my liquid skeleton into the esophagus of your own self. Now I've got two liquid skeletons, have bitch. We, come at have me. Have we discussed the power of a man with two liquid skeletons within himself? Well, you see, it, it, it went into my esophagus, so mm -hmm. um, I'm sure it'll have some sort of effect on my voice. And this is a great time to tell you about the fact that when you... Oh my god, you sound just like me! That's true, that's very true. What I've done is now it has been injected into my speech box hole. And now I can talk and imitate the person that I have become in my liquid skeleton self. I still run on myself and think like myself, but I sound like you, Zane. This is terrifying and just amazing at the same time. Time. It is quite terrifying and amazing at the same time, for I now have the power of two voices. It's almost like I could be a political candidate and run as you and then be myself. Quite the facade, don't you think? It sounds like you've got a lot of work to do. Well, it sounds like there's a ton of work to do, but I, I think this is fascinating. Could you please give me my liquid skeleton back? Of course, Zane. That's just I wanted to show off what I could do. Here, let me just stick that needle right back into my esophagus. <laughs> now that it's up, I've got your liquid skeleton back, and it's sort of fun wearing you like a speech costume. That's Trick terrifying. or treat, get it? Here's your liquid skeleton back. Thank you. Now I'm going to put that juice back into my body. Oh, dang it. I still sound like an asshole. Hey, get it? That was good self-deprecation right there. Thank you. I like to put myself down a lot. Yeah, now that's why you're all the way down there. Hello. Thank you so much for being on the show, Almost Grow Both Joes. Oh, you're very welcome. It was wonderful. If we could please get Fiddler to come back for any closing remarks. Yeah, I, I've actually got Fiddler's liquid skeleton right here, so I'll just pop that one right in. All right, perfect. Thank you so much. No, oh, you're very welcome. Did you remember to put Patrick back in his cage? Oh, shit. Was that today? Patrick. Oh, now we're doomed. Do we have any of that... Uh, any of that bag of chips ahoy left over i don't think so because what i think i did is patrick he he squished it all up and he turned it into cookie ink and he wrote on the walls as he was escaping that oh shit if what you, did he write well he write that if you like this episode you should leave us a review on itunes right uh, it helps course. out a great deal leave us a rating uh, you can go on Zane Shaw, the YouTube channel, where this will also be up. Uh, leave a like and subscribe. You can subscribe on YouTube or on iTunes. Leave comments. Let comment, us know what you like. Leave you a comment like. that you liked. Like, tell us where your liquid skeleton is. It's very important that we know if you are impersonating someone or not, because I get a lot of phone calls lately from 800 numbers, and mm -hmm. they all sound like my dad. And it's I 800 know. calls. Yes, it's from 800, yes, it's 800 calls. Numbers. Yes, exactly. And they all sound like my dad, and I'd really like to know how much of his liquid skeleton is in separate individuals. Yeah, let's, let's get that out of the way. But uh, until then, have a have a spooky Halloween. And we will be right here waiting to welcome you back. To, to welcome, welcome back. back. Please come back. Welcome you back to welcome back. See you soon.